Tune in every Wednesday at approximately 6.35 p.m. for Leadership Unlearned with your host, Maxine Atong, as she invites you to suspend all that you believe and know about leadership. We challenge you to take this unlearning journey with us as we reframe leadership for our reality and to serve our vision as Caribbean people. For more information, follow Maxine Atong on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram at Maxine Atong or call 724-7642. Welcome to Leadership Unlearned. In this program, we invite you, the listener, to suspend all that you believe and know about leadership. We will examine and discuss leadership as it occurs in all the levels of system, self, teams, and the wider organization. I am your host, Maxine Atong. I partner with leaders bogged down by operational issues to create highly effective self-managing teams so that leaders can deliver more on their strategic intentions. I am a Gestalt trained certified professional facilitator, a PCC level executive coach and organizational development consultant who leverages her 20 plus years of organizational excellence to serve the needs of leaders and their teams. Today I have Jason Maitland, the chair of the Caribbean IOSH chapter. Is that it? Yes, That's correct, Maxine. Just again, tell us what IOSH means. IOSH is the Institute of Occupational Safety and Health. Um, we're the largest organization of its kind in the world. Um, our head office is in the United Kingdom. But of course, we have well over um, 70,000 members um, scattered through various countries worldwide. We've had our local approach um, and you know we're we're doing our bit of self quarantine in this week, next two weeks. We're also doing you know self isolation where we can. So, what are some of the guidelines that IOSH has put out? Well, I mean it really starts even before the pandemic was declared, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and some of the key things and guidance from for all organisations would have been in terms of raising the awareness of of what the coronavirus is about and what COVID-19 entails, the the signs and symptoms. Mm -hmm. But most importantly, some of the basic things that can be used as a a defense mechanism. And I know our our Minister of Health and and the regulatory agencies don't have to reinforce these. Um, Washing your hands and proper hygiene, um, particularly water and soap. Um, we, We like to focus on water and soap 20 seconds, not so much on the, the hand sanitizers because we know um, getting access to hand sanitizers today might be a challenge. Um, but outside of the hygiene, it, it's really what folks call social distancing. Mm-hmm. I like to say physical distancing because as humans, we, we're very social. Um, so we should really be distancing ourselves physically from individuals and the general guidance is around six um, feet apart but of course we we recommend folks still be in contact via um, telephone, emails, video conferencing because part of this whole thing is around the mental health and well-being of individuals on a whole right so it's not just your normal physical health 
But as we go through this isolation period or stay-at-home period, it's how do we remain connected. Yeah, and, and that's why I, I love the distinction you make between social distancing and physical distancing. Because, I mean, socially I've been in touch with more people have checked in with me this week, people who I haven't heard from for a while, you know, even especially because of this, you know, self-quarantine and the isolation that we're facing. So I find people have been a little bit, you know, more reaching out. So I agree with you. It's more physical distancing than social distancing. Let's talk physical distancing and mental health. Even when we talk about mental health and well-being, um, there's a lot of anxiety, um, with employees right now. So one of the things that we advise our our members to do is really have a daily check-in with their respective peers. That's one thing to, to really touch and feel them. The other thing that we, we do in, in terms of my own organization is um, every other day we send out uh, a communication to the entire workforce, giving them guides and, and tips. Um, we call it staying upbeat. And of course, the managers are then um, tasked to reinforce some of those things when they reach out to, to their employees. Because a, a lot of people have concerns that we have some folks who may not have uh, a support structure. It might be them alone. Um, and when you when they are now isolated in their, their place uh, of, of abode, and on meetings and so forth, they really don't have anybody to, to reach out to them and, and, and check in. So, I mean, there, there, there are a lot of different aspects to, to mental health um, during these times. Um, anxiety, um, uncertainty, particularly when it relates to um, will I have a job, what about salaries, yeah. um, because you have a, a, a lot of folks who, if they don't show up to work, they don't get paid. Not yeah. everybody could work from home. So there is that level of anxiety and I think even if you have a household with everybody there and everybody is assured of their job, just not knowing somebody in your family could contract it i think it's just a worrying time for all of us so i really appreciate you bringing up the um the mental health aspects from it of it because that to me that is what we need to survive this in addition to the, the whole question on mental health and well-being um we advise folks as well what you have in your refrigerator in your household we advise folks to focus more on fruits vegetables, drinking water, not stocking up on snacks. Um, because what we have seen is a lot of unhealthy appetite when folks are in the house. And when they were when they were in the office, they would not necessarily have the same temptations in front of them where they yeah. can reach out as easy as they yeah. can in their place of you know there's a correlation between discomfort and comfort food right and i've never heard of a pineapple being a comfort food <laughs> correct that's not, that's not what someone's going to reach out to right no and then with the stay-at-home order you know you, you have folks who may be accustomed going out to a gym going out to the road to exercise yeah. They, they may not be doing those things now, so it's how do you get that mixture of what you put in and what you burn? 
Yes. I'm getting that balance right. It's healthy. Yeah, and I, I think one of the things, Jason, I mean, all the people who are accustomed going to the bars, bars are closed, they've been closed for a while. I mean, I went to one grocery and the alcohol section was decimated. So I think people are pouring themselves drinks and dealing with the stress that way. And we know where that could lead to, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. And, and you know, people are not necessarily going to cry out for help. So oh, no. being able to understand what your spouse or your partner might be going through and, and then have the delicate way of, of reason to them, you know, we need to do something differently. Yes. So I guess the challenge is for all of us to find some little way of maybe YouTube, find a video where we can exercise. When it is we have the anxiety rising, don't reach for a salty snack, reach for a piece of fruit. And of course, if we're having too many drinks in the evening, somebody needs to pull the plug and say, hey, let's watch ourselves. So for your profession in particular, this health and safety, what do you see? What is the way forward now after coronavirus? I think the, the whole question around how do we interface mm-hmm. with individuals, mm-hmm. um, almost everyone is doing some resemblance of screening mm-hmm. um, for for symptoms of coronavirus. But on a daily basis, if this wasn't a pandemic, we all go about hunky-dory, shaking hands, hugging people and so forth. So I think there will, there's likely to be uh, a significant change in how we greet people and as a society how we interact mm-hmm. we will still interact but it's how we mitigate that because we will understand that there are folks who may be um, carrying some disease or virus that is not readily apparent and if we don't take extra precautions then we can contract it ourselves or pass it on to others so, right so are you saying so are you seeing this then as part of the recruitment process are you seeing this in terms of like executive medicals when people coming into to the organization or in terms of changes in policies and procedures are they that far reaching i, I think you will see uh, a contraction in how organizations allow let's say non-employees to have access to their work environment i think for sure you will see that right. in the first instance so there'll be a limit there'll be a limitation of of that correct okay. how long that lasts uh, it will depend on people's and organizations risk appetite uh, and of course some organizations are, are less able to do that such as um, organizations where, where public utilities is, are involved where people actually have to come in. Yeah. But for, for most of the private institutions, I think you will see further restrictions in terms of who can access and how many people can access uh, and protocols associated with that. Yeah, I, I think that is that, that for me would be interesting. So from our, so in terms of hygiene for office spaces, you see any changes in that? Well, I think for a period of time, you will still see increased levels of um, sanitation. Mm-hmm. I think you will see um, organizations revisiting how closely people's workspaces um, may have been. Mm-hmm. So I, I think you will see some further distancing in that regard. Now, that might be limited based on the physical um, infrastructure they have yeah. in terms of actual space. But I think you will see um, some movement in that direction. Um, I don't think you will see much shift from an open plan concept that a lot of um, businesses have gone to. Um, 
because that still encourages interaction and and and, and that that social bit. Uh, but I think you'll see some further evaluations uh, in terms of um, risk mitigation strategies being implemented. Okay, great. So thanks a lot, Jason. It's been really a pleasure chatting with you today. We all keep the flag flying. It's a concerted effort for us to contain this pandemic. Thank you so much. Thank you much. very much, Maxine. So again, we want to thank Jason Maitland of IOSH, the Caribbean Chair of IOSH, for spending some time with us and giving us some insights into what organizations are looking at, what are the risk factors for employees, and definitely a way forward after this pandemic has lifted. So thanks again for listening. If you have any questions, any comments, feel free to send them to me at LinkedIn or on Facebook or on Instagram, all at Maxine Atong, or send me a WhatsApp on 724-7642. Tune in every Wednesday at approximately 6.35 p.m. for Leadership Unlearned with your host, Maxine Atong, as she invites you to suspend all that you believe and know about leadership. We challenge you to take this unlearning journey with us as we reframe leadership for our reality and to serve our vision as Caribbean people. For more information, follow Maxine Atong on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram at Maxine Atong or call 724-7642.